Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and uh, we were back in Moscow uh, today on Talk Sports and uh, busy was, show, wasn't it? It was. Very, Lots, very busy lot going show. on. Yeah, a lot of guests, a lot of fun, a lot of interest. Um, Steve Anglesey popped in the studio in London, told us a really interesting story about the time he was here in Russia. Um, Jules, uh, Jules Holland. Jules Holland. <laughs> Jules Holland didn't pop in. <laughs> over here. <And> over here. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. No, Jules Laurent. Julian Laurent yeah. uh, popped in. He told us a bit of a story about when he plays football uh, when he was a kid. Cricket Russia. They came in, the people. That's really... Very interesting. A native Russian speaker playing cricket. Or, you know, so that was fascinating. Moose, uh, we set him a challenge. You'll hear that. Uh, Martin Carney gave us a bit of a roundup of what's happening uh, back home on TV. And, uh, oh, I think there's one... Tinsel? Other, tinsel. Yeah. Tinsel, course, that's tinsel. right, yeah. A bit of a shock admission from a man who's working for FIFA. Oh, sorry, it's Turkey. It's working for FIFA. <laughs> and a couple here. of other ideas for Steve Freed to probably yeah. might wait their way in there. Too. That's all to come. Here it is. Five minutes past ten uh, here in... Uh, well, no, it's five minutes past twelve in Moscow. Five minutes past ten with you. I'm still struggling. With this. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? We just can't get our heads around it. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Paul. And coming to you live from the hemorrhoid-inducing benches of the John Dunn Pub. Yeah, they, they, they don't supply cushions. They are fairly hard. <laughs> hard, uh, aren't they? It's all right as though after about three hours, it's, I if, just go numb. If you do have the chow fonts, you're in trouble. <laughs> chow fonts. Yeah. And uh, yes, it's, it's been a lot of good fun. We've left St. Petersburg. We're we back have. in Moscow, as you say. We came by. Train, mm-hmm. beautiful bullet train, wasn't it? Absolutely, well, it was fabulous. very nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Very efficient and everything. And the staff dressed in very smart, light grey suits with red piping. And we, yeah. we think it's a great idea. We've suggested the management to supply talk sports suits in yellow with black piping. That we're look, all prepared what, to wear them. Not black with yellow piping. <laughs> you want yellow suits <laughs> with black piping? Well, I think we'd stand out more. Yeah, we would. Okay, a nice company <laughs> uniform. That sounds like a good idea. Well, there was a great moment though, where yesterday we were sitting in a train, hurtling across the Russian tundra, listening to Fisherman's Blues. For clips. Yeah. Honestly, it might be time to reevaluate our lives. I think it might be. It was a little bit weird. That's true. (laughs) And uh, we discovered. We didn't get one. We did, actually. And uh, I don't know if you remember that our producer, John Cadigan, is no glasses. I do remember him, yeah. He's sitting about (laughs) a foot from me. (laughs) His no glasses uh, policy. He's got this idea. We were talking about it earlier in the week. He's raging against the dying of the light, isn't he? That's right. He's been told to wear his glasses by an optician, and he should wear his glasses. But so he won't because he thinks his eyes will get worse if he wears glasses or he'll become too reliant on them. And and they'll sort of strengthen. It's quite a good theory that his muscles will strengthen if they have to be working harder. I'm sure it is a great theory. I just think it's going to give him (laughs) lots of headaches. (laughs) Yesterday's Mr. Magoo moment, though, was, oh, look at that blue building. Yes, you mean that building with a blue tarpaulin on it? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Put, uh, the, put the glasses back he's, on. He's the king of Google Maps. Uh, when we left the stadium in St. Petersburg, our head of oh, football, yeah. who's got a much better sense of direction, said, this is the way to the station. Because it was a bit confusing. We that's came right, out, yeah. And uh, John, the producer, saying, we're going completely the wrong way, just as we happen across the station. Uh, we had a couple of those. Then we outside the Hermitage. Yeah. He said, that's the way we want to go. And we marched off that. We said, actually, no, it's completely the other way. So the king of Google Maps, safe in his hands. And uh, there's a bit of a canal smell again in St. Petersburg. So we called for the Australian manager, Bert Van Airwick. Yeah, we did. Tremendous. We, we we called him in, <laughs> we did. And, and that helped things out. Uh, it was a plug-in. It helped an awful lot. You did lot. make me laugh yesterday. We drove past a building with very, very high walls and barbed wire, quite an intimidating building. I said, that must be a prison. He said, no, it must be another branch of our hotel. <laughs> it could be, yeah. It could be their other branch on the other side of the city. Now, yes. um, the soundtrack to this trip, there's oh, two God. things. One is the producer messing with his headphones. They're now more gaffer tape than headphone. The microphone section where he nominally tells Terry, us what to do. We saw do. Terry Butcher in the hotel today. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea. We could just bandage the whole set yeah, around we his should head. have asked Terry for some of that bandage from the Sweden game, see if he's got any. <laughs> but, uh, so the sound of him constantly playing with his headphones, that again, because they're live, are in our ear. Yeah. So basically he's going to have them inserted uh, on the last day when he doesn't need them anymore. <laughs> inserted. Yeah. Um, and the other soundtrack oh, is and oh, sorry, no, is no. Andy's burping. I think I everybody who spent the last week or so with him, he's, he's drinking a lot he thinks uh, fizzy water is good for him here because it helps with his kind of internals <laughs> yes you know he's of an age you know what your nan's like oh I the fizzy water helps me so he's caught he's, he'll be my age it's given him it's given him constant wind and yeah. without sometimes even on the metro people look round yeah. and there he is and it's I've decided like a baby see it's cute when babies do it babies do it and you go oh he's burped but when a 65 year old man does it it's a bit unpleasant and so I was thinking we might wind you every morning. That's a good I might idea. Put, after really. breakfast, I'll put you over my shoulder. <laughs> a bit of muslin <laughs> over my shoulder, and we'll, we'll burp you every morning That's and just good, try and get it, rub your back and get it out of your system. You can't argue with That'll that. That'll take me back. It's a good idea. And uh, yesterday we discovered that uh, Saggers and Jim Proudfoot yeah. are going to the Bolshoi Ballet on Monday It's fantastic. Together, yeah. And they're, they're, what they're doing, they're preparing for our new, they genuinely are going, they're preparing for our new station, Talk Ballet. Uh, hello, Adrian. Rudolf Nureyev. We'll see all yeah. that. And uh, the Daily Bustle. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And uh, the Sports Bar with Matthew Bourne and Mikhail Barishnikov. That'll be good, yeah. It's all. Uh, it's hello, all. Al. <laughs> I've never the red shoes for me all day. That and escape the victory. That Paso Doble, hopeless. Yeah, that's so. I, I listen to talk ballet. That would be I would, fantastic. I would really, yeah. Absolutely. Radio Three should have those kind of phone-ins, shouldn't they? Just <laughs> hello, boys. Terrific show. Anyway, watching the game last night, big shock, wasn't it? Whatever here? Radio Three is, by the way. No idea, I've really. never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> well, anyway, we're coming from the John Dunn pub. He's, you know, he used to be on Radio Two. Oh yeah. Well, not the same one. This is the metaphysical <laughs> poet. I don't. It's, it's not named after the bloke who uh, <laughs> used to be on Radio Two. Who used to be on Radio. Yeah. No. Um, uh, what is Radio 2? People... <laughs> We're talking ourselves into a corner here, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Uh, Other radio stations are available. <laughs> mainly ours. Mainly ours, ideally. Yeah. Go on, anyway. Then. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. Yeah, don't start on that. <laughs> it's a long
long story. Keep <laughs> no, going. Keep broadcasting. Now. Anyway, after the game last night, oh, yeah. uh, we uh, we watched the Argentinian uh, Cor, yeah. game, and it was a bit of a shocker, wasn't it, really? A lot of, and that was what, just the bill. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the biggest shocker. Uh, a lot of schadenfreude, mm. oh, we noticed around. Although people love Messi, and they, but they got very spiteful at the end of Argentina. Otamendi mm. should have mm. gone. VAR should have said, ref, that's not a yellow. Take a look at that again. That's a red card. I mean, David, day, Beckham, was, David Beckham was sitting at home. He would have been yeah. going, hello. Yeah. Uh, Argentinian player kicks a ball into a player, then kicks Rakitic on the floor. The barge on the keeper was a yellow, got nothing. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that was so bad. And Terry they, Butcher, they though, lost he, their he was happy, wasn't he? Terry was. Yeah, Terry's got a bit of previous with Argentina football-wise. <laughs> he really enjoyed it. he did. And yeah. uh, as you know, I've got several Argentinian friends, and yeah. uh, I had some good wind-up texts. I said, just texting them, when's your flight home? One yeah. Of them oh, yeah, you've been, you've been trolling your Argentinian uh, mates, haven't you? He said, I'm staying to the end. I said, I'll buy you an England shirt. Don't worry about <laughs> oh, it. Well, that doesn't come back. But honestly, pe- on the people are talking about Argentina having to beat Nigeria in the final game. I don't think they beat Torquay. Well, wow. the producers looked up. But he looks, seems he seems quite impressed with that. Oh, he got very excited yesterday. Talk, they've signed, signed another player. They've signed another player. Yes, who's that, John? What's his name? Asa Hall. Asa Hall. Asa Hall. Asa Hall. We'd heard of him. We know Asa yeah. Hall. Yeah, he's a bit league footballer, isn't he? Yeah, we know the name. Although, uh, it's funny yesterday I said to him, wouldn't it be great if Bill Gates bought Torquay? Yeah, it would yeah, be good know, for him. Fantastic, yeah. wouldn't he? You know, and they bought Lionel Messi. He's shown no interest in football so far, has he? <laughs> no, I've got a thing. He only really likes Torquay because actually. We've worked it out. I mean, there's a level of football watching. Uh, you yeah. and our football editor, David, should have come on holiday together. We'll watch anything. <laughs> Me and John should have gone. Because Dave really is every kick, every game, well, every day. Well, he's football. If he didn't like football, he we'd have a problem. Football. Honestly, he'd watch anything. <laughs> you, you also very keen to watch every game. Me, I'm sort of more selective. Yeah. And John, I think you're really interested in England and talking. He prefers, he prefers <laughs> a good book, <laughs> I think, think really. Yeah. That's he's true. not massively that's engaged with the world. That's not true. No, that's no, not, it's not true, true at all, really. That's not at all true. Anything else? Uh, well, I have. Oh, yes, we bumped into Stuart Pierce and Saggers. They were staying, they've moved from where we are now, the Radisson Moscow, which is a lovely hotel, yeah. more of that later, to the sort of Eastern European town hall that we were yeah. staying at. It's, it was fine. It oh, was absolutely fine. fine. Yeah. Oh, not, don't start. You're not fine. You'll but be anyway. sleeping on the street next time you die on a trip with Talk <laughs> no. Sport. Anyway, as we walk into the hotel, they said, Oh, we just had a marvellous meal here. It's fantastic, isn't it? How did we miss it? We found nowhere else to eat. And right well, in your own, own hotel. <laughs> you hadn't. Yeah. Stuart said to me, you look more like Chris Bonington every time I you see you. You're looking a bit more like Chris Bonington? I, I thought, what, what was he talking about? I went to the, it took me about 10 minutes to get the reference, of course, to my beard. You'd, actually, you'd last five minutes, mate, going up Everest, <laughs> saying to the Sherpas, this is ridiculous. There's nowhere to eat. going to eat this rubbish again. We can't make base camp here. The Sherpas might be kicking you off. There's no escalators. Kicking you off after base camp. There's no escalators, that's right. <laughs> what can you do, though? And uh, we, as you were telling Alan, we did have a, a meal in the pasta uh, place in the Station. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And we were looking for somewhere. We were looking for somewhere to eat, and uh, there was a Burger King there. And you said, "No, let's go to Burger Station." And then we worked out it was an hour and twenty-three minutes from an the hour and twenty-three minute walk. <laughs> so that went down. But yeah, it's very, as we said to Alan earlier on, it's very much a bit of a trait over here that mm. um, things like like yesterday, uh, a couple of boys wanted Coca-Cola. I wanted a, a beer. And, and it's a bit, you get a lot of crybaby yeah. Jim Breaks, the old wrestler. You get a lot of, no, 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 no. You say, oh, no, well, no. not Coca-Cola, no, no, no. Uh, what about this beer? No, no, no. That beer? 
No, 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 no. That bit, no. no. It's a consuelo. It's a gets. But anyway, you and then we say, look, just tell us what you have got. So in the end, she goes, we got that, and we got that, and we got that to eat. And we haven't got the way that. they it's brought. Much the, we all we all four ordered at the same time. Yeah. Uh, then my meal came first. Then my cutlery. Yeah. Then uh, your meal. Yeah. Then your cutlery. Yeah. And then no, David's meal. That's right. And then you, you two. <laughs> Did it matter? We've completely finished, and you were still waiting for yours. We, yeah. We we'd, more of that. Not later. that we're complaining. It's as we said. It's it's <laughs> no, it's it's, 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 it's in the end, you get used to it and you quite like it. Of course, it's Let's fun. Let's take that it's back to England. It's fun, you know, it's great. Now, uh, VIP visitors in our hotel, mm. uh, there's a great big board up in the hotel, which um, which gives you all the famous people who've stayed there. Bill Clinton, Hugo Chavez, um, who else? Hillary Clinton, Roy Schneider, out of Jaws, uh, Ross Kemp. Hang on. Ross Kemp. <laughs> Ross yeah, Kemp. Ross Kemp, off Easties. Uh, he has stayed at uh, the Rolling Stones. White Snake. Yeah, but our producer said, well, why is Ross Kemp up there? And I said, well, he's more famous than Jan Ovner, or what his name is, the tennis player, table well, tennis player. Well, I'm not sure. There's a couple of table tennis well, players what's his up name, there. That he's on a different page. Oh, I've never heard of him. Uh, so anyway, we want to. If you, I've tweeted this out. So if you get a chance to have a look at it, if you want to give us your 442 fantasy team from the people that have stayed uh, at our hotel... Uh, send it into at TSHNJ, at TSHNJ. It's an eclectic list of names, including Boris Yeltsin and Deep Purple. You don't get those two, uh, or those, that, those two names Jan, together very often. Jan Walden hasn't been behind enemy lines in some war zone. Probably not. Good morning, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs live from Moscow. And we've enjoyed over the last week or so getting the view from home now and again. Yes. The zeitgeist, I believe the word is. Well, you lose touch, don't you? You do, you yeah. Um, but thankfully, uh, on hand this afternoon is uh, from the new European Manchester City fan, friend of the show, Jurgen Klopp lookalike. Uh, Mr. Steve Anglesey. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I do good morning. Good your afternoon photos. to you. Mm. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. We have taken your photo to Russia's foremost lookalike agency, and they're quite interesting. Alexi Scott lookalike. <laughs> That's them, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're hoping to get it away and get a bit more luck than we did in the UK. So, so Steve, what's I'm it still, been like? I'm still yeah. reeling from the Austin Powers one before. When, uh, <laughs> Austin yeah, Powers. Which was very cruel, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, have you been enjoying it so far, Steve? What have been the highlights for you? Well, I've been loving it so far, and uh, I, I, I just think it's been wonderful. You know, the, uh, the I, I, obviously I'm a, a, a football writer who now writes about politics a lot, so I was very trepidatious about this tournament going in. Hmm. Uh, you know, um, uh, and. Uh, Everyone seems to have behaved themselves. The Russian police, it seems to have been really, it's really well organised. The, the, the fans from all the countries are making it really colourful. Uh, England played great for 30 minutes. I, I think it's, it's been really good, you know, but of course we're, we're halfway through the, the, the first round, aren't we? So, so I'm touching, touching wood, but it's, it's been great so far. And the reaction, watch, sorry, the reaction Steve, here is, is really good, you know. Mm. I think everybody is, is behind a young team. Nobody has got any real serious expectations, therefore there's not the sort of pressure... Uh, and it's lo- and it's lovely to see. Um, it's really lovely to see the reports from the England camp and how happy they seem to be. And and Gareth Southgate seems to have got them all singing from the ha- same hymn sheet. So, all good. It can only think- get worse from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's been neat. I was thinking of you uh, last night, Steve, when uh, Sergio Aguero was uh, oh. substituted. I think who's more annoyed, Steve or Sergio Aguero? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't happy. I mean, was that he? that was a, another great game last night. Well, um, it was a great game last night. I mean, I don't know how much of the uh, the commentary from here you're able to follow over there. Mm. Pablo Zabaleta. 
uh, was uh, was one of the analysts last night. And what a, what a gig for Pablo Zabaleta after a, a totally miserable season for West Ham. Come and relax over here with us and enjoy Argentina's feast of football, Pablo. And he was he was well he was much more uh, upset than, uh, than than I was. Uh, yeah, they were a shambles, weren't they? Later on, Argentina. What, what, they what completely... did he say? What is what what does he think the reason is? Uh, he th- well, I think he was he was being uh, he was be- being very tactful. Um, there's some uh, there's some footage of uh, uh, some some sort of uh, footage of, of when the, uh, the, the the cameras weren't on them, and he and Gary Lineker are talking. And he, he you know, I think the tactics are, are, are sort of wrong, aren't they, for Argentina? Uh, they're, they're not the, the, the tactics that um, that Lionel Messi was expecting to. Uh, to go into the tournament with they did change it didn't they, in the second half but then it became even more shambolic and is it you know Sam Pauli is uh, I mean is he will he be will he actually be the manager for the third game I'm not sure mm. he We're does look worryingly Sam. like Carl Pilkington as well doesn't he I'm worried just well, we've, had, no, 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 we've, had, a, we've had a better look like that it's a, sorry it's a corker yes it's from our one of our oldest listeners Bob in our broth yeah oh yeah he's picked up the that he looks exactly like Stavros Flatley the dad <laughs> he's Stavros Flatley he's that really sensational does. Good work really by does. Bob, I feel. That especially last night with the V-neck T-shirt under his uh, yes. suit. You could saw a little bit of chest hair. Yes. That is yeah, very good. It does, doesn't it? Imagine him with that blonde wig on dancing <laughs> around with his son. I mean, it may come to that because I, I can't see him <laughs> keeping his job as the Argentina manager if they go out, which, uh, which yes. looks possible. It does look possible. I mean, it could almost happen today, couldn't it, if, um, if yeah. Iceland do the job. Whereabouts? Are you in Moscow now? or are you? We are back in Moscow, yeah, from St. Petersburg. We're in a, a pub called the, uh, the John Dunn and... And uh, we are broadcasting uh, from here. And then we're off to Sochi uh, tomorrow, down oh, the marvelous. beach, and to watch Germany play Sweden tomorrow night, which, marvelous. Uh, again, is another, another huge game. And well, it's well, a pub that really demonstrates, Steve, the popularity of the English Premier League, though. It's full of Liverpool scarves, half and half scarves, admittedly. But obviously, these people who go there, it's a yes. big souvenir of their day. And uh, it's just decked out with all that stuff. Liverpool seats, famous Liverpool players, sort of on leather seats, their shirts. At the it back. is their kind of go-to pub, the Liverpool Supporters right. Club in Moscow. So there is a City, City Liverpool League Cup final oh. uh, from last yeah, season. That's hanging over the February, bar. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, so that was well. when Willy Caballero was the hero, of course, and uh, ah. far, far from the hero last night. Of co- which, not, uh, not so much. Last. Did you feel for him as a former City player? Did oh, you? very much so. Yes, I mm. did. Yeah, I mean, it was a, God, but it was a terrible goal, wasn't it, to give away? Really embarrassing. And it was, you know, that that was the, a good thing about the the manager last night, who obviously knew he was doomed. That the, the way he sprung to Willy Caballero's defence, but um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you can't get a gig and Claudio Bravo can get a gig at Manchester City, I, I'm not sure you should be the, the number one goalkeeper in the World Cup, you know. Yeah, while you've been in his defence, oh sorry, While you've been in Moscow, how, mm-hmm. do you do you know the story of of Peter with the long arms? Has anyone talked to you about this? No, I don't. No, tell us. So it's, Peter uh, with the long arms. He should have been goal last night. He should have been for, instead of Willie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter yeah. with the long arms. This is this. I picked this up. This is my my one bit of Russian history. Um, I picked mm. this up on my visit to Moscow uh, a few years ago, and Peter with the long arms. He was a, an early mayor of Moscow, and he's regarded as the sort of first czar of Russia before yeah. they were before there was a czar, and. Uh, Generations of school children, including the guy who told me this story, were told that he was called Peter with the long arms because even though he was based in Moscow, his, his reach stretched all over Russia uh, to the, to the wow. far corners of Russia and hence Peter with the long arms. Anyway, a few years ago, Richard III style, they found his grave 
dug him up, and it turned out he just had really long arms. <laughs> they really did have long arms. <laughs> so it was a kind of literal nickname. There was no more interest in he used to open the bowling for Russia, actually. <laughs> I think he probably going to have the Russian cricketers later yeah, on. Well, One of them is Peter with a long arm because <laughs> yeah. it comes off that sort of like, like Finney, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Like Peter yeah. Crouch. Yeah. He is Peter with yeah. the long legs, obviously. He is, he's Peter <laughs> yeah, with the long legs true. and the long arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a great great little bit of history. Then. Wonderful. So what did they do? Was he, he wasn't under a car park in Moscow. I think was he was, he it was somewhere, you know, sort of somewhere equally salubrious, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Right, what a great little bit of knowledge. Thank you very much for bringing us that. Yeah. So how much have you been able to watch Steve have you been kind of rearranging I'm sure a lot of people just sort of rearrange their days to make sure they're in front of the telly for about eight hours six hours of football have you been managing to do that no I've been catching up uh, I've been catching up on the highlights we had our new European 100th edition party last night it's it, uh, oh dear nice in, uh, oh, well done. In, congratulations uh, thank you very much um, so I missed out on watching uh, I watched the, the last 10 minutes of Argentina in the pub and then watched the highlights uh, but it's been I just think it's been really good and I'm really looking forward to um, to, to Sunday although Obviously, I think it will be difficult, and I, I think that anyone who's you know prepared for a feast of open football from Panama is uh, is going to be uh, is going to be really disappointed, you know. Yeah, yeah, we have to manage expectancy. It's a good point. Steve. Well, they don't we'll score a lot of goals, of you know. They, mm. I mean, they, they they kicked lumps out of Belgium, didn't they? I think they had four or five booked. They they got a, you know they've got a, a, a Rory a, a Rory Delap style long throw merchant. I don't think it's going to be great. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And joining us now in the John Dunn Pub in Moscow is French football expert Julien Laurent. Jules, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, boys. You look very well. Must be. You've been uh, you've been enjoying the experience so. Far? I have to say it's, it's better than, than anything I would have thought before coming here. I've been here uh, 10 days now, I've been more than 10 days and yeah, the, everything is great. I think the, uh, the way the Russian people have welcomed all of us, um, you know, going to new places like Volgograd and St. Petersburg and Yekaterinburg yesterday for the France game. Mm. Moscow is brilliant. Yeah, there's a lot of positive things. Is this your first visit to Russia? Yes, I've been to Ukraine before and Belarus, for example, f- with the French national team, but never to Russia. And I'm, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, I have to say. So, uh, France are through, and a bit like Uruguay, but slightly more entertaining, well, definitely more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they're just quietly <laughs> getting on with it. I mean, they were much better yesterday, weren't mm-hmm. they, against Peru than they were against Australia. Yes, yes. It looked like they're going from strength to strength, which is you know, what Deschamps had been saying before. He said all the, the fitness work they did before the World Cup was always going to pay off for the third game or the last 16, he said that's what big countries do. You know, smaller countries have to get ready for that first game in the group stage to get a chance to go through. The bigger countries who sort of, you know, are favourite and, and believe they're going to go through to the, to the last 16, they, they, their fitness preparation has to be ready for a later stage in the competition. That's why maybe the first few games, you've got a bit of heavy legs, the rhythm is not so much there, the intensity is not so much there. But last night, I thought against a good Peruvian team, I thought, and in a very sort of hostile environment because there were so many Peruvian fans. It was incredible. It felt like playing away in Lima. <laughs> it really did. There were 25,000 out of 32,000 in the stadium. It was ridiculous. Wow. And it was really incredible. And, and I thought they did so well, especially in that first half. It's a shame for Peru because it's 36 years, of course, since mm. they were last in there. So you can understand why they're so passionate. It's Pogba, though. Is he like France's Raheem Sterling? He seems to get a lot of stick from yeah, fans, from journalists. He had some good journalists. moments yesterday, though, didn't he? Yeah, yesterday was much better. Mm. Australia was good, I thought. It's always the same, and we, we say it a lot. As long as he simplifies his game, it's okay. When he starts to do two, three, four, five touches, he tries to do little chops or step-overs. And yesterday, funnily mm. enough, because he got the foul in the end, but in the middle of the park, he tried to do like a little, uh, like a sort of, like a Zidane 360 type of skills, and 
he got the foul, but he could have lost the ball. And Deschamps went mad on the touchline, and, and we saw we saw Pogba going like, oh, okay, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I, I won't do it again. And after that, he was much better. He was involved in the goal, obviously, getting the ball back really high, and giving the ball through to, to Giroud. Playing, it's funny because he says that he wants to play three in midfield, mm -hmm. but when he plays with Conte, he's a different player in that four-four-two. One, because Conte is so good in that position. But two, he feels like Pogba is in his element as well and he can, he can drive the ball forward easy, much, much more easily than in a three, I think. He gets more of the ball than in a three because in a three you tend to share a bit more because you can play on the right-hand side with whoever is the midfielder. You can play Pogba on the left. But, but the ball goes to him much easily uh, when he plays in the two. So I thought yesterday was a very good Pogba in that first half and all the ratings we've gave him in L'Equipe, in Le Parisien, everywhere was very positive. Uh, and he was very happy when we saw him after the game as well. So let's hope he, you know, he builds on this because we need him at his best if we want to go far. Chelsea made some pretty terrible transfer decisions last season, but one of the best ones they made was Giroud. And, yeah, he's uh, very good. He's, he? he's a good player. He's an honest player. That's mm. what I have to think about him. He puts it in and you know, he's always effective. And him and Pavard as well, I've noticed. He really does seem to like Pavard, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean... Giroud was, was disappointed not to play in the first game, not to start. And I think he's even better when he has a point to prove and he feels like, OK, you didn't play me. I'm going to show you. And yesterday, if you play on his strength, you know, he holds the ball well. He's, he flicked the ball well. He played so, so well with Griezmann. And that was the thing. Going back to the 4-4-2 formation, which is what they know, which took them to the, to the European Championship final. They were in, again, they were in the element and they all said after the game, it's so much better when we go back to something we know because that 4-3-3 in the first game, they were all a bit lost. It was all a bit like they didn't know if they had to press or drop deeper. The 4-4-2, they know what each of them has to do. As we said, we've got Conte in his best element. Mm. We've got Pogba well. We've got you know, the two wide players. So Matuidi on the left, was, that was the, the only negative thing was to have Matuidi on the left-hand side where he didn't know what to do. He was really poor defensively, offensively. But everybody else really fits well in that 4-4-2. And I think that's the big difference as well between the, that and the first game. There's and been a couple of key moments in games when uh, Hugo has uh, come to uh, their rescue. We saw that yesterday. It was a big day for him yesterday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was his 100th cap. He was yeah. really, really proud. All the family came over, you know, the dad, the mum, the brother, his wife, obviously, the children. Uh, but you know what? Every time I think of you, Paul, because <laughs> he will have that amazing self like he did yesterday. And he'll against Guerrero, which is, you know, it's, yeah. which is huge. Um, then... He has that one and nil-nil, sorry, against Australia in the first game as mm -hmm. well, which was huge. And then a simple back pass, and he would just hoof the ball. Oh. And, 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 and I would think of you and think like, and he's left-footed as well. So yeah. supposedly left-footed players are better than right-footed. But and in yeah. some ways I'm pleased, because if his distribution was good, uh, he'd be at Real Madrid. And <laughs> top. But the fact yeah. his distribution is terrible. Yes, true. <laughs> but, but that's near odd that you've got such a great goalkeeper. Uh, but his kicking is appalling. I know, oh, I know. But I'm glad because he was under pressure before coming in because he made a couple of, of mistakes mm. against the US yeah. uh, in a friendly and against Italy the game before. And there was, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him and he responded really well. And 100th cap is, is, you know, is very special. Only the seventh player in history uh, for France to, to, to do that. We, he's only three behind Deschamps now. Uh, still far he'll behind drop him. He won't yeah, play him for exactly. the rest of the tournament. <laughs> you know what? He's been teasing him actually and saying, no, you're going to catch me, so you're not, yeah. you might not play much now. But uh, yeah, good, good day for, for, for France overall and for, for your race as well. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because so far in the tournament, England have looked good for half an hour. Brazil have looked good for 20 minutes. But you know, it's wide open, this tournament. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel France can go a long way deep into the tournament? I do. Yes, if, especially if they go from strength to strength. Because you do wonder if the, the sort of... Uh, Two, two sides that we see from those big teams, like the, the positive one at the beginning and then the second one where they're not so good. Maybe it's because physically they can't just do it for 90 minutes or 75 minutes and that maybe will come in the last 16 or, or the quarters. But 
I mean, if you look at what France, the route to the potentially final or semi-final with, you know, Croatia or Iceland or maybe Argentina or Nigeria, whoever comes out of that group They could probably do without... I mean, because if Argentina get through, yeah. you'd start to think they'll get a bit... If they do True. get over this hump, they'll get some momentum. That won't be an easy game. True, it? but that potentially, you know, you could have Iceland, who France battered two years ago, that were good. And then, you, you know, you would play, what, Uruguay or Portugal, whoever finishes second of that group B and, and first of that group A or something. So potentially up to the semis, it looks quite... Doable, Do- doable. Yeah, yeah. yes. And after that, it gets tougher. But you're right, I think, you know, yeah. We were saying to you, just because we're coming to an end now, we were talking about uh, the Adidas box park that's yes. here, the football, and uh, they've got these one-on-one cages. And yeah. uh, Paul thinks that I should go over there and play with you. because <laughs> He plays with you on a quite a regular I, basis. I, well, I, yeah, Jules uh, comes and plays with us on a Friday night sometimes, and like the over-50s grunters. Have, <laughs> and he does, he plays within himself, because he's a very good player. He's too yeah. modest, but a very good player. But he's got this little noise. It's a tick since childhood when he played sort of, uh, football in France and you make this noise Jules when you to try and put us off when you're up what's yeah. this noise you do so it was you know when, when I was younger I, I do quick because I know I'm not yeah. coming to them but uh, I was I was fortunate to play in the fourth division in France with all the players much experience and they used to say when you're trying to get the ball just just whisper something to, to the opposition to try to put their mind off so yeah. I go shh shh all the time <laughs> and you're on the ball it's just like, it's like when he's jockeying <laughs> his other catchphrase with us of course is if uh, he misses a chance he goes you're kidding me <laughs> yeah. it's very much your catchphrase yeah. it is very much so I'm a, I'm a yeah, bad loser when, when things don't go my way that's brilliant Look, great to see you thank uh, you boys enjoy Anytime. the rest of the tournament we'll thank keep you. an eye out for France and, and how they progress and we will catch up with you soon thanks thank very you. much yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bernie Jacobs live from uh, Moscow. Uh, the first game this afternoon is uh, in St. Petersburg, Brazil versus Costa Rica. Mark Sags and the gang are there in situ and we'll chat to Sags a little bit later on. But wherever we go in the world, fortunately working for TalkSport, we like to talk cricket. Normally we do. Normally a football hmm. uh, jaunt, but we love to talk cricket. We did in Brazil. It's no different in Russia. Uh, from uh, Cricket Russia now, we have uh, Nick and Victor. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. You. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about cricket in Russia. Yeah, well, it's a 
good developing sport. Um, yeah, it's just great to have cricket in this part of you know the largest country in the world. So you're South African or Zimbabwean? You South African. South African. So you've kind of you have an interest in cricket. So what was your involvement? How did you get involved over here in cricket? Um, well, I met my fiance in Cape Town. And I then followed her back here, and I then reached out to Cricket Russia, and they've embraced me with open arms. And yeah, we've been, you know, the story's been unfolding ever since. Uh, Victor, is, mm. uh, uh, you, you, what got you into playing cricket? Because yes, it's not a, it's not I a do big play, sport yeah. in Russia, is it? Yeah, it is not. How, uh, did, you, but how, how did you begin to play? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I grew up in China. And uh, in uh, the district where I lived, there were living uh, many uh, people from West India. So they brought me uh, into the game. Mm. And uh, then uh, after I have returned to Russia, uh, there were people at Cricket Russia looking for Russian players who know the rules of the game, who can play, who can promote, help to promote the game here. And so that's that's how I came into it. You look like a batsman. What, what are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm I'm batting, but I I usually more do some off-spin bowling. Oh, okay. Nick, I'm going to say, Nick, how many how many players in the team are are actually native Russians, and how many are sort of expats? Uh, we got about five, Victor. Uh, no, we got about about eleven or twelve Russian and uh, oh, ethnic or Russian fantastic. players right that's, now. That's, that's great, isn't it? And mm. I noticed that you're playing. 2020 cricket and I think that format encourages other nations it's yes. much easier to play yes. in a way than test cricket obviously it's also a nice way to introduce someone who's never seen cricket before mm. just to keep their attention for three hours not yeah. tell them oh no it takes five games to play five this days, game yeah. and, yeah. and you know you might still not get a result <laughs> what kind of, who do you play against so how do you kind of put fixtures together so actually in two weeks time we're going to Romania Right. Uh, we're going to play in the Continental Cup, hosted by Romania, and that's we're playing against... Uh, Bulgaria, Turkey, and, uh, and Romania. Wow, okay. wow, fantastic. And you wear what, what colour clothing? We're going to be playing whites. Uh, Are you playing in whites? It, it will wear, we'll be wearing whites because on that level in Europe, uh, the T20 matches are played, sometimes they are played in whites with a red ball. Because, oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, because uh, in uh, most of Continental Europe, it's easy to get red balls then white oh. balls and yeah. I was going to ask you about equipment it must be a slight problem and it cost it's yeah, cricket it's equipment is not cheap well actually uh, one of the major sports in Russia is ice hockey and if you compare the cost of cricket equipment to ice hockey equipment yeah, yeah. cricket, cricket is far cheaper <laughs> that's yeah, a good yeah, point yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you get any help from the ICC Nick um, well when the big three took over a lot of our funding was cut so you know we're oh. living on a on a, on a pens. That's poor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. That so, actually, yeah. Well, we won't go into that now. If you want to spread the game worldwide, yeah. you know, you yeah. have to encourage people, surely. So, you know, there has been changes in, in, in top leadership there that has sort of gone to undo that. And now with them announcing that all uh, international countries get T20 status is a massive help for us. But I think personally for me, for us to get, for the sport to be Olympic, or to get Olympic status, would then unlock, um, you know, mm. cricket to schools, to universities, and also allow us to get the facilities that we need 
with the backing of the, the Russian government. Now, my great-grandfather was from Russia, and I do still play. Do you have an age limit? No. no <laughs> I could be in the Russian team. And he's decent. Yeah, can if, you, if, you, if you'll make it. If you'll make it. I'm not coming back to talk sport. I'm going to play with them. No, you're going to stay over here and play. So what is the, what is the dream, then? I mean, is there, I mean, it's very hard to make. It's become even harder to make a World Cup, hasn't it, really? Well, uh, the, the dream is uh, for Russia eventually to achieve the test status, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, and then beat England like dream, else there, there are three big dreams. <laughs> the other dream is to make cricket into Olympics because if uh, the sport will go into Olympic, then then yeah. Russian government will show interest. Everybody will show interest. Yeah. Mm, uh, that's more realistic achievement, yeah. I think. And uh, the, yeah, then then playing in World Cup. Yeah. And uh, actually, the dream is like that in 50 years, cricket could be. Uh, among the most p more popular games yeah. in Russia, like uh, soccer, ice hockey, or uh, or basketball. So, what have what have you made on finally on the football front, Victor, of of, of this World Cup and the, the kind of the whole world coming to Russia and coming to Moscow to celebrate? What, what do you well, think? that that's great, and uh, compared to the other world events uh, that that happened in Russia for the last I don't know 30 years, this one is the biggest. And uh, actually, all the facilities are are, are doing pretty well. Yes. Yeah, people are very happy. It's uh, it's also opens uh, opens not only it not only opens Russia to the world. It also opens world to the to some of Russians because sure. not many Russians travel abroad. So they, they, they can see people of different culture from all over the world, and they can talk to them, and they can. Yeah. That Russia may be a legacy of the tournament, actually. That's what we have. Yeah, that's what we've been here. Uh, just finally, uh, you had a World Cup yourself in 2010. Were you here in Russia by then, or in, were no, you still in, in South, South Africa? Africa? So it's interesting, probably, to contrast. And what difference do you think it made in South Africa afterwards? Did you see a discernible difference? Um, it was pr pretty short-lived. Like mm. they obviously, all the stadiums were upgraded, um, but. Just with the administration in that country, I think it retained in amongst a small group of people as opposed to actually filtering throughout sure. to a grassroots level. And that's my only sort of criticism. But I must say the atmosphere here is a whole, ten times better than what it was, you know, back at home. Wow. That's um, you know, just going to Nikolskaya um, and experiencing, you know, that is what, you know, as a fan you live for. So if, if, if there's anyone listening here that's coming to Moscow... Go to Nicole Skyo, you won't be disappointed. Fantastic. Uh, Nick and Victor, thank you very much. Lovely we to wish meet you well. You. Uh, the, the Cricket in Russia has a Facebook page. Uh, they can go and check that. Do you have a website as well that people can go and find? Or oh, Well, we usually go through the Facebook page okay. and the Twitter page. Brilliant. Face, uh, we'll follow you on Twitter and we'll, we'll send out the details to our listeners as well to find out more about cricket in the country. Yeah, also, if there are any um, people coming to visit Moscow, not just you know, journey for the World Cup, but uh, maybe some in, in years to come. Would you like teams to come? I mean, would you yeah, like yeah, of yeah, course. to try and get some clubs to come? Over and like play fixtures against yes, you. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, we already had some. Uh, for example, in uh, 2013, uh, Krangawa Club from Hong Kong came to Russia and played a series of three games here, and it was it was fantastic uh, to play against the club established in 19th century. Wow, with, cool. yeah, which has fantastic. Reached, That's brilliant. We've also reached out to Darren Goth, and he is looking to bring a team here during the World Cup if England progress through Great. to the la latter stages of the tournament. 
So okay, good stuff. Oh, good man, Goffy. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thanks very much. We mm -hmm. wish you well. Okay. Cool. Thanks very so much. Nick and Victor from uh, Cricket Russia. So there we are, folks. You've got a team. Come out and play the boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Let's have a look at uh, a week of the World Cup on TV. Seen through the eyes of squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Hi, Martin. Hello, boys. You're right. Yes, pretty good, good yeah. thank you. So how's it all been unfolding for you? Oh, it's been a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. I've been trying to uh, switch between Royal Ascot, obviously, to keep an eye on my uh, investments, and the football on ITV. I, I mean, I forgot to take my top hat off at one point. So, you know, it's been... There's so much sport. I felt sorry for the poor people uh, uh, watching... Uh, probably broadcasting the tennis uh, from Queens on BBC Two, because, you know, you switch between Royal Ascot and the, you've got a lot of flipping. I've, I've got new batteries in my remote, you'll be uh, pleased to hear. But, you know, you're flipping between the, uh, the World Cup on uh, ITV1, um, Royal Ascot on ITV4, uh, and then you switch to BBC2 to watch the tennis from Queens. I know that's what you'd be doing, Andy. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Djokovic was playing yesterday. Yeah, of course. Because Djokovic was playing yesterday. But it just seems so sort of low energy on uh, BBC2 compared to what was going on everywhere else. But uh, good fun. Uh, at the moment, just can you hear a bit of background noise? Yes, where are you, Martin? Uh, I'm in the beautiful northern industrial hub of Wakefield, the beautiful right. historic city of Wakefield, uh, the lovely cathedral city. And I'm in the sunshine in the shopping centre. There's a guy called George here. George is, uh, is a busker, and he's, this is, he's going to do welcome to my world. If we can ah. he's just get me up. There we go. If you're, are you Jim Reeves fans, boys? Oh, Jim Reeves, oh, yeah. Well, not, not massively. Reeves. I haven't got his well, latest stuff. Here we go. Stuff. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. There you go, especially for you boys. Oh, yeah, wow. Jim, Jim Reeves. It's great to be welcome world. to his world, your man there in <laughs> Wakefield. Welcome That's fantastic. Well. But I'll, I'll, move, I'll move around the corner a bit now so I can uh, tell you how much <laughs> I'm enjoying the uh, ITV's coverage, uh, which I think is... I mean, I think it's, it's OK on the BBC as well, but this is obviously the best week of the year, the best week of four years. I mean... From next week, two matches at the same time. It's not going to be the same as you know the number of matches been able to watch this week. Really enjoying the, uh, the ITV panel, especially uh, Martin O'Neill. Uh, have you heard his uh, Eusebio story? No, no, I haven't. No. Oh, it's, it's a cracking story. Uh, Martin O'Neill. They, they were all asked to pick their World Cup heroes. You know, the the, the guys who you know they as kids they uh, idolised and that sort of thing. Uh, and he said it was Eusebio. Uh, you know, who he, as a kid, he watched in the 1966 World Cup, etc. Uh, and when he was playing for Northern Ireland in 1973, they were playing an international at Highfield Road. And it, yeah. Eusebio was playing. And he wanted to get his shirt, but Brian Hamilton got his shirt first. And so he was walking down the tunnel, you know, after the match. And there was a bare-chested Eusebio. And he pointed at Eusebio's nether regions, if you like, the area between the navel and the kneecap. And Eusebio looked a little bit taken aback, but uh, eventually gave him his shorts. And Martin O'Neill <laughs> has Eusebio's shorts. Wow. Uh, and he, yeah, he's just got the beautiful Portuguese colours in piping down the sides, you know, the green and the, uh, and the maroon thing. And uh, he wears them on the beach, which I thought was great. <laughs> you know, they, don't often get, they don't often get a chance to tell a story like that on the telly. Uh, no. It's, it's great he doesn't keep them in a glass case, though, Martin. He actually kind of wears them out and about. Wears them all over the place. Um, it's brilliant, I thought. Um, and Slavin Bilic, as always, fantastic uh, on these things. It's, you know, you wait for him to say something 
bizarre or to disagree. And with him and Martin O'Neill on the same panel, and Anya Luko, who was sort of like the sensible voice on the panel. Do you know what I mean? She'd done right. her research. Uh, and Slavon Bilic was, oh, hello, it's uh, Mad Uncle Slav's arrived from Zagreb. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant on it. Uh, and last night, great fun again, um, I was Croatia, Pablo Zabaleta, um, who I think is also, a, a, you know, he's not just the West Ham connection, I think he's a, a superb pundit. But he's got, do you remember the character in the fast show they used to do, Julio Giordio, or whatever yeah, he was yeah. called? Yeah. It was Spanish, but, you know, broke into Geordie. Pablo is like, breaks into Manc from time to time. <laughs> it's amazing, because he sounds like the, the secret love child of, Ava Perron and Bernard Manning. <laughs> we, we suddenly get, in the middle of it, we get a little bit of Manchester. Uh, and I, think the, I think the refreshing thing about it is, is there are all, all these new pundits that we've never seen before or seen, you know, sort of sparingly. Because um, yeah. obviously ITV doesn't have that much football now. It's just mostly highlights and things. But, the, you know, live football on ITV and BBC, I have to say it's been an absolute treat. Uh, it really has. I know I'm supposed to come on here and flag people off, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't well, enjoy this. Well, no, no, it's good. Yeah, and I, and I, I just, a, just a word about Royal Ascot. Yeah, ITV's racing coverage again is, is great. I love Francesca Cumani, uh, who may be the poshest person ever on telly. And it's wow. good to know you can see that on. And the, the great thing about it is. You can talk about horses, because they anthropomorphize the horses all the time. You know, they mm. talk about the horse's character. Uh, and she described one horse as a bit of a lunatic. It's a bit of a, you know, they'll talk about horses being nutters or bonkers yeah. and things, which, of course, you can't do with people these days. No, it's very <laughs> true. <laughs> Absolutely but correct. She's yeah. great. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, like Fantastic. I say, I've got a top hat in for the case. And I'm back to winner as well, Expert Eye, which oh, might be why I'm a little bit upbeat today. Yes. Well, okay, Sam, that's very true. Yeah, you do seem very upbeat. That's why you like the ITV coverage. Martin, we're out of time. We'll let you get back to the Jim okay, Reeves no tribute act. I know you want to catch it's his really second nice. half of his set. He'll have to go. He's coming shortly. Yeah, I'm oh, <laughs> marvellous. Yeah, you back tonight? Song. Back tonight? On back Talk tonight, Radio? Am, yes, indeed. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you, Martin. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Martin Kellner, live from Wakefield. We tried to get in touch with him from the train, the overnight train last week, didn't we? We wanted to go on the show. But yeah, we just didn't quite, quite make it. Anyway, there we are. Martin will join us next week with more from Back Home on TV. Hawksby and Jacobs live from Moscow. And Steve Freeth coming up from Bet365. All the odds if you do fancy a flutter this afternoon. And Tinsel, of course. But before all of that, uh, challenging moves throughout this World Cup. Uh, we give him different tasks to complete in yes, the name of the show. Right, yeah. And uh, in this case, we'll catch up with him in a few moments' time. But in this case, we asked him to come find a shop called uh, a factory, a chocolate factory and shop called Red October. That's correct. Yeah. We effectively sent him out in the hunt for Red October. I found it. It's here on the left. <laughs> He's a great actor, isn't he? <laughs> He's in the AJ school, really. He's a great actor. <laughs> I found it. It's here. <laughs> 
on the left. <laughs> no, oh, Bruce Forsyth's going to run on. They're going to get. Straight out of the generation game. The Moose is with us live now. Of course not, Moose. Uh, you did find it. It was there on the left. But you've, you've got a bit more to tell us about uh, than that, about the Red October place, haven't you? Yeah, first of all, it may not come as any surprise. I didn't go to Rada or Rada. Or no, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to find. I mean, it's, it's, it's by a, a big, there's this enormous church called uh, Christ the Saviour Cathedral, which is on one side of the Moscow River, and you just cross over this, this footbridge um, onto the other side. By the way, if, if anyone who's, who's thinking of doing it, uh, there are two girls dressed as brides, and their um, their sole aim in life seems to be to try and get a to get a photo with you for which they charge you for the privilege so right. I, I couldn't be bothered with that but there was a woman doing yoga she got one she, she got a leg over um over what? the back of her head don't stop it Agus <laughs> she got a, a leg over the back of her head and I thought no way I'm going to be trying that one um anyway so, so I found I found this place and pretty much now all it is is restaurants uh, bars, nightclubs, and, and the old sort of um, conference centre. Basically, yeah. it, it, it was a factory from the, the, the mid 19th century, which um, in, in 1917 kind of got uh, taken over um, and, and was the biggest sweet and chocolate and candy factory in Russia. But then in 2007, apparently the people from the Kremlin weren't very happy with the uh, the smells and and, the, and, the, and whatever else comes out of factories and. It was, it was struggling with the ecology of, uh, of the Kremlin, so they decided to, to make it move somewhere else. And, right. and all, there is, all there is is a museum. Now you're thinking it must be a brilliant museum. I walked into it and think it would be a, a version of Cabri's World, which, by the way, isn't that impressive in Birmingham. Blimey, this makes like Cabri's World look like the most amazing museum you're ever going to visit in your life. This is one, I promise you, this is one room not even a big room it's a small room right i mean you're, you're hearing it's a corridor, the, you're, you're, <laughs> it's, not corridor. Even, it's not yeah, I, i've been in to, i've been in toilets that are actually bigger seriously right, right? did you get I, any I chocolate i got some free chocolate yeah and he offered yeah. me a hot chocolate uh andre who works there as well but i mean it was a boiling hot day so the last thing i needed was hot chocolate um and, and basically all he does is he took me around for about 20 minutes he could have done it in about two but um, he, he was so stuttery whatever with his English, which is not his fault. I mean, he speaks Russian mainly. Um, but he, he took 20 years <laughs> showed me loads of rappers, rappers from the 19th century, rappers from the, uh, the, Rom the, the Romanov family, rappers yeah. that everyone else. I, I thought, blimey, man, I could have bought you like a Cabri's cream egg wrapper, a Twix wrapper and some other wrapper. We could have like, had a game of, of like top trumps or something. Anyway, it's, believe me, it's, if you're coming to Russia and Moscow, I'd give it a swirl. It ain't the best. Thank you very much once work. again. Have we got another challenge for him, Andy? Well, no, I haven't will. actually thought of something, but I will do. He's got, he's got the weekend well, off. Uh, uh, We're going to come yeah. up this over the weekend. This, this, there are two things I want to go to, which are oh, yeah. not exactly challenges, but I'll, I'll, I'll report back to you. One is the Space Museum here. Oh, yeah. I've, oh, yeah, I've, 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 that. I've always said that, you know, if I wasn't a journalist, the other thing I really wanted to be was an astronaut. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward... Houston, we have oh. a problem. Yeah, you'd be weightless, though, Moose. Moose would be quite good. Yeah, it would be. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't um, like that food in those little silver bags. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be able to eat that, would you? Yeah, but I'd take burger and pizza with me, wouldn't I? Yeah, um, it'd be floating other... around inside the spaceship, wouldn't it? All right, well, that's good. That. Do, do that for uh, us, the Space Museum, okay. and we'll, we'll, and, we'll hear that on Monday. The, 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 the other one is the uh, Jewish Museum and Tolerance Centre. It's partly funded by Roman Abramovich, and apparently uh, Vladimir Putin also has given a couple of months of his salary uh, recently to to its uh, upkeep and its backing. So, 
Okay. Uh, that, okay that thank you very much, Ian. Excellent. We've got to move on. Look, we might you. see you while we're Sorry. here in Moscow. If we don't, have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much, Moose. There's Ian Abrams there out and about in Moscow. Now, as we said, if you do fancy mm. a flutter on today's games, then you need to hear, of course, from uh, Steve Freeth, future TV star, and the man of all the odds from Bet365. Hey, Steve. Afternoon, boys. Andy and I had a brainstorm after the Argentina game over a yeah. glass of wine last night, and we've got a couple of more formats for you. Here we go then, Steve. We're going to make you a TV star, as I hope the listeners know by now. What we got for him, Andy? Uh, I quite like Brush Your Freeth. Brush Your... This is basically a... a, a, a where you swap places with the lovable uh, TV puppet Basil Brush. Yeah, he does the odds, and you... Basically, yeah, you, do, you talk to Mr. Roy, <laughs> Mr. and you, you do the primetime, well, kids' TV. What do you think of that one? It's not That's great, is it? Yeah, I like that. Not, not great. Uh, Freeth Hackett. Uh, yeah. We set you several tasks, and you see if you can hack it. Yeah, that, named, of course, after the former uh, <laughs> Premier League and maybe, yeah. referee. <laughs> and finally for me today, Steve's Wreaths. That's uh, basically where you design flowers for people's funerals. A little bit grim. But yeah, <laughs> kind of, I'd say that as daytime TV, probably. What a great way to start the weekend. Yeah, yeah cheers, guys. I'll... Um, Drop them down. What about uh, three three six five? What about that? Or or, or bet three six five? I thought that could be like bet three six five. That's that's. I think that's you making a buy out of the company. I think I don't think the management will look kindly on that idea, will they? <laughs> okay. Have a great weekend, Steve. Cheers, we'll catch up with you Monday. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Tinsel. Good afternoon. Uh, first off, we should say congratulations. You did call the result uh, of the game. Uh, Denmark, Australia won all yesterday afternoon. You got it spot on, so congratulations. <laughs> You're all right, mate. No one likes to show off. <laughs> you know, don't yeah. go too over the top. The Serbs tonight, of course, uh, a fine win uh, in their first game. And uh, technically, how do you see this one tonight? He's not watching it. He's going, really? He's going out to dinner. <laughs> what, what did you have for dinner? What did you... What'd you... <laughs> He's a veget, vegetarian. He would be. Not a massive He's surprise. He's not going to turkey, is he? Let's be honest. No, that's true. <laughs> Just give us a score then, Tinsel, before we let you go. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, he's gone He's gone for another one-all draw, sitting on the fence a bit. Yeah, he's like Trevor bit. Tinsel, isn't he? So there we are. <laughs> So there we are, that was uh, this afternoon, or indeed this morning's show. I told you it was busy. It was, it was busy. Uh, we're back uh, on Monday, live from Sochi. We'll be reflecting uh, on England, of course, uh, their game on Sunday. And we'll be on Saturday night watching Germany play Sweden. So you'll hear all the fallout from that. So until then, have a great weekend. Keep it talk sport. Enjoy the football. Richard III style, they found his grave, dug him up, and it turned out he just had really long arms. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.